in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Here with Gene and Chris on the Paracast, and it's kind of interesting what a skeptic makes. So, for example, when we had Robert Schaefer, he tended to be somewhat polarizing, as we expect, because he's very outspoken in his beliefs that there's nothing to any of this paranormal stuff. Then a couple of weeks later, we had Ben Radford, but he's a very nice guy. So maybe he doesn't say things that aren't so different. You know, he doesn't really give you that much of an alternative to his skepticism, but he seems so reasonable. Well, <laughs> he also seems willing to listen when he makes a mistake. So, for example, we pointed out a few problems with the book, and he wrote me a few days later and he said, I'm writing this down to make sure that if we do a second edition, which is never guaranteed with a paranormal book, he will make sure these corrections are made. Now, the one thing that did bother me, though, is he said one of the reasons the book took a while to finish is because the people over at the university spent, what, two years to vet this book? And despite that, they still didn't realize that Chris O'Brien was one of the people who exposed the Crystal Skull mystery because he only read one of his books, not realizing there was a second book and a third book in the Mysterious Valley series, still thinking that Kevin Randall believed in the Aztec UFO crash, even though he is famously doesn't believe it. Maybe he did early on 25 years ago or accepted some of it, but not lately, not at all. He's been very vocal about it. In his blog on the Paracast, he's said so a number of times, but it seemed to me that was so unfortunate is that Ben didn't know this. And I think if a university is looking over a book and doing fact-checking, wouldn't they confirm the research and say, hey, this guy's got a second book. Let's look at the second book and see what he says about crystal skulls. Well, and and the fact that the he does say in his book that there was an expose article in the Crestone Eagle that exposed the whole thing, and he never mentioned I was the one that wrote it. Exactly. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I like Ben. I think he's, he's you know, my kind of skeptic in that he's uh, he's really wants to bring to bear the scientific uh, method. He keeps an open mind until the facts start to close his mind around certain subjects. And, and, and I think we're best served by having skeptical uh, viewpoints and sounding boards to bounce some of these mysteries off of because we need a well-rounded, objective approach to dealing with gathering information about these subjects and making, you know, quality analysis. And I think Ben is one of those kind of people that I could see myself working with. Chris Ruotowski is another one who uh, is very open-minded, is skeptical about many claims, but he goes about it in a very methodical, you know, let the data and the evidence, you know, lead us to a particular well-thought-out conclusion. And I I appreciate these types of individuals and their their tireless efforts to to get to the truth. Someone like a Robert Schaefer, someone like this McGahee character, uh, there's others, Michael Shermer, Penn and Teller. Oh my God, those guys are a piece of work. These people obviously have agendas and they aren't open-minded. Their minds obviously have been made up and they'll do anything they can to denigrate people, 
uh, subjects and events. And that is, to me, the antithesis to being objective and open-minded. Well, in their case, they don't go out to physically investigate anything. They sit down in their armchairs. They say, oh, and the witnesses, they're mistaken. The people, maybe they're lying. And somebody threw up a hubcap in the sky and that explains the lights or whatever you think it is. They come up with these quick shoot-by-the-hip explanations because they work from a philosophy that there's nothing to any of this. It's not, well, people are saying strange things. Let's see what is going on, which is a proper scientific approach. It is, there can't be anything to it. Yeah, yeah. these things cannot happen because these things are not real. So if they're not real, they can't happen. Case closed. You know, my mind's made up before I even look at anywhere below the surface uh, facts. They, they just do not bother doing that. Someone like uh, uh, Chris Witowski and uh, Ben Radford, and there are others out there, I think, that really do have open minds, but they're willing to put the time in to do the extra uh, amount of legwork and digging it takes to come up with an informed uh, decision about something. And we need the skeptics because there's too much acceptance of things in the UFO field. And by that, We don't make ourselves credible when we say, well, there's something to the mystery, but you have all this garbage that's going out there. And if you allow that garbage to take hold, as it has over the years, mainstream scientists are less apt to look at it. If you say, look, we've got something strange, it seems to be metallic, it seems to exhibit advanced maneuverability, there are all sorts of strange aspects of the mystery we have to explore— Let's find out what it is. Instead, oh, it must be spaceships. Let's demonstrate in front of the White House or send a petition and demand a disclosure. That's what we have to do, demand disclosure. Let's not investigate anything. Let's rely on someone else to disclose it for us. That way we don't have to work. They know the answers. Tell us, are we really reverse engineering alien technology to do every technological achievement in aviation? Since 1947. Yeah, that's a really good question for today's guest. Oh, yes. This is how we segue to who we have. Now, this guy is what I would call the really, really fascinating character in the field. One of the more fascinating characters with a background that you'd almost think he's a disinformation agent. If you look at what he does. Well, if you look at his work history and his association with the National Institute for Discovery Sciences, Robert Bigelow's NIDS organization, he just seems to crop up in some of the the most interesting places. And, you know, over the years, uh, I've, you know, not really gotten a chance to get to know uh, Colonel Alexander, uh, who is a doctor of thanatology, I believe. Uh, He's been studying the near-death experience uh, phenomenon for decades Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, one of the pioneers in that field, was his um, dissertation advisor. And I really have gotten to know John uh, a a little bit in the last five or so years. And the more I get to know him, the more impressed I am with his open-mindedness, his candor. Uh, I think there are some things that he's not able to talk about. I think anything he is able to talk about, he's willing to talk about. So I think, we, you know, with a little bit of digging, we might be able to find out some pretty interesting stuff, especially his uh, worldwide journeys around the globe, looking into indigenous cultures and their shamanic traditions. This is a fascinating subject. Uh, one of my real, you know, the things that I'm really intrigued about is 
you know, the link between the, the primitive and the, the ancient and the high tech, uh, that there's some sort of connection there. And I think Dr. John Alexander is one of those few people positioned and willing to go and do the field work and find out the facts about these traditions. And I think he's in a, a very interesting position where he might be able to be a bridge between the ancient and the primordial and the modern and the high tech. And because of his wide range of interests and studies, we have a huge number of questions over at forum.theparacast.com. Really large number of questions. It's going to be one of the situations where we've got a lot to talk about, especially his travels over the past year. This guy just keeps going even more, more active than the Energizer bunny. I'll tell you, this guy keeps hey, going. Man, someone his age swimming with humpback whales, you got to hand it to him in the open ocean, no less. <laughs> How old is he? You know, he's got to be pushing 80. You know, I'm sure he's in his mid to late 70s. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Well, lately we've seen how these older people are really doing lots of stuff. And don't mention my name, but these people are really older, like Stanton Friedman's over 80. And Don Berliner, who was one of the best recent guests we had, is 84. And they just kept going. People live a lot longer. Of course, even Joan Rivers was 81. And I guess the only reason she died because she had a full work schedule is because something went wrong in a minor surgical procedure. It almost makes you afraid to go to the doctor and let them do anything that'll knock you out because what happens there? Anyway, we've got Dr. John Alexander, amazing breadth of interest and coverage coming up on the show. And by the way, don't forget that we have that free copy of Secrets of the Mysterious Valley to send to you. If you subscribe to the Paracast newsletter, go to theparacast.com, theparacast.com. Sign up, join the thousands who've gotten their copies. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Have you ever felt like the United States government knows way too much about your financial affairs? I continue to hear stories about property seizures, frozen bank accounts, confiscation of stocks and bonds. It makes me wonder if the U.S. citizen will ever again have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unfortunately, with the Drug and Money Laundering Act, the IRS Revenue Ruling 6045 of 1984, and the Trading with the Enemy Act and Franklin D. Roosevelt's Executive Order of 1933, some precious metal holdings are subject to government intervention. For this reason, Midas Resources has prepared a report explaining the boundaries of trading precious metals privately. Whether if you have any intention of trading with Midas Resources or not, I have instructed my representatives to give this report out free. 
Call for your free copy at 1-800-686-2237. When investing, always proceed with caution. Again, call 1-800-686-2237. Exercise your legal right to trade metals privately. 1-800-686-2237. September is National Preparedness Month, so make it a September to remember by getting your emergency food supply from the Freeze-Dry Guy. On sale this month, our 2014 Stew Butter and Potatoes Unit. You'll get one number 10 can each of high-quality Mountain House Chicken Stew, Vegetable Stew with Beef, Pilot Crackers, plus the highest-quality dehydrated ABC Stew, Butter and Potatoes for a total of 160 one-half cup servings. Retail value $161.41, but not this month. The Freeze-Dry Guy offers the 2014 Stew Butter and Potatoes Unit for only $123.93. Save over $37. Plenty of protein, veggies, carbs for energy, and tasty, hearty, storable food with a shelf life of over 25 years. Call 866-404-3663. Free shipping to the lower 48 states. Click freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's freezedryguy.com. Hurry, the National Preparedness Month sale and September 30th from the Freeze Dry Guy. The finest freeze-dried and dehydrated foods available anywhere for long-term storage. Ouch! My back is out again. Hi, Dr. Ortman with Wellspring Spinal Care. If you're experiencing neck, mid, or lower back pain, this information is for you. One of the complaints that I hear is patients receive their typical adjustment, only having to repeat them as the pain returns. Putting the bones back in place is only half of the battle. At Wellspring Spinal Care, we have the entire solution. We use the NUCA approach, utilizing three-dimensional x-rays and gentle touch technology to deliver specific correction. We then design a custom nutritional supplement program which provides essential nutrients targeting the areas of concern. With a NUCA approach and proper nutrition, you'll be on your way to a faster and more permanent recovery. To get you on the road to wellness, visit DrOrtman.com. That's DrOrtman.com. Or call us today, 952-303-9124. That's 952-303-9124. Wellspring Spinal Care, chiropractic done right. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Now, of course, I was saying to Dr. John Alexander before we started, are you ready to rock and roll? And he said, lock and load. I was thinking, well, of course, he's in Nevada, which is kind of like gun country, isn't it? Uh, it is. Pretty much like Arizona, though. Yeah. Well, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I wondered about that. I don't think about it too long because I have never played with guns. I grew up in New York City. I'm not a gun person. And I think I'm in gun central here. Uh, you it are. To be true, yeah. So, John, we uh, we had a record-breaking amounts of rainfall here this past week in Arizona. And I heard that uh, Las Vegas and parts of uh, Eastern California really got hit hard. Did you guys get a lot of rain there? I heard uh, 15 was closed for a while. Well, uh, I'm not sure if it's even open yet, but just north really? of, of Moapa Valley, yeah, as of yesterday, it was, you had to detour up there. They took uh, significant damage for about 15 miles of uh, I-15. 
My goodness. Wow. Well, well, we broke a record that has been a longstanding record from 1932, I think, as someone mentioned. Let's hope that uh, California, your neighbor there, or to the west rather, gets uh, some relief from the drought that they're experiencing and that uh, Lake Mead gets some water because we all know how important that is to uh, to Las Vegas where you live. And, and let's just hope that we're seeing a, um, a break in this uh, really bad drought that the southwest is experiencing. Yeah, well, we're, you know, a severe drought, not just drought. And the lake has been at all-time lows, and it controls water for several states. It's not just uh, Nevada. It's, uh, yeah, the climate is changing. What do you say to people? And this obviously opens the huge can of worms, Dr. Alexander. What do you say to people who claim that there is no truth to the claim of climate change, especially man-made or human-made or caused climate change? Well, it's just not following the data at all. I mean, it's been pretty clear for quite a while that uh, there are changes that are occurring. It's not just warming, and you can't just look at a single trend. But when you follow you know, the trends over a decade or more, you see steady increases. You see the melting uh, of the poles. Yes, there have been fluctuations before, but I think you can pretty well see that when you correlate that with, you know, human activity, uh, CO2 in the area, uh, you can see that we're definitely having an effect on it. Low-lying countries are going out, and the problem usually with the climate deniers are that they have economic interests. For instance, real estate that's in low-lying areas that they don't want to see depreciate. Well, certainly if you're in real estate and you're selling all these beachfront properties, you don't want to lose your market. Right. <laughs> yeah, we may be sitting on beachfront property if California slips into the ocean from the San Andreas. Uh... Well, that, that's a pretty big Tom, but, but we have talked about for decades, there have been psychics predicting it would go that far. I'm, I'm not sure I'd be uh, selling my land and moving to the mountains just yet. But uh, the amount of stuff that we're looking at, uh, low-lying countries around the world, for the massive amount of the population is, that's where the huge problem uh, lies, is that you're going to have migrations in hundreds of millions of people going to have to move. And they got to go somewhere. Look, let's go to the background here, Dr. Alexander. A lot of our listeners are very new to the show, new to the subject. Can you maybe crystallize and encapsulate some of your basic experience as a scientist and studying the paranormal so people understand where you're coming from? In 25 words or less? Well, a couple of thousand words anyway. I've been at this for uh, many decades. My doctorate was uh, under Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who was the one who brought both hospice uh, to the United States. My interest has been lifelong for many decades. Uh, UFOs, for instance, I had heard of them in 1947, was interested in following the developments there, um, just have been involved in a host of different phenomena. Uh, as I was mentioning, my uh, when I completed my doctorate, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, uh, who was the one who brought both hospice to the United States and with Ray Moody, 
coined the whole near-death experience uh, area. Uh, she was the head of my committee, and uh, we did work on her workshop, Life, Death, and Transitions, and how people uh, expand. And since then, and particularly since my second retirement, we have just traveled the world, uh, interacted with shamans. Uh, you were just talking about we are literally just a little over a week ago back from Tonga and uh, diving with whales in the uh, open ocean in their own environment, which is quite exhilarating. Boy, I'll say that. <laughs> I, I'm so jealous, boy. I, that's one of my bucket list items is to uh, swim with dolphins, and then if I had the guts to, to swim with full-size whales. But before we get to, to that, and, and we will, and I'm I'm so fascinated with uh, what little that I know of your trips around the world, visiting, uh, you know, more primitive cultures and looking at the shamanic traditions. You know, going back to your your studies of uh, near death experience with Elizabeth Kubler Ross and your lifelong interest in thanatology, uh, I think would be the term. How does that dovetail to having you? as uh, one of the lead persons overseeing the development of non-lethal weapons. Uh, do you need a real full understanding of death before you can uh, start to look at development of weapons that won't kill people? Uh, I, uh, how did that connection ever get made? I'm, I'm not sure it does. Uh, of course, my first career was military, and I was in Vietnam. I, I say I grew up in um, the Special Operations Forces, which you know is Green Berets, Rangers, etc. Um, so I had, you know, a personal view of uh, what war brings. Um, having said that, uh, my second career was at Los Alamos National Laboratory. Uh, they're the ones who brought us the uh, you know, nuclear weapons lab. But I was looking at you know, what was going on in the world in the late 1980s, early 1990s. And in my view, conflict had changed considerably. And that uh, the problems and application of force were being caught between doing too little or doing nothing and doing too much. And so thus I thought that... Uh, with non-lethal weapons, uh, there are ways to apply force without killing people and, you know, creating long-term enemies. And don't forget to go to theparacast.com, theparacast.com, to get a free copy of Chris O'Brien's Secrets of the Mysterious Valley by signing up for our newsletter. We're going to have to take a break here, John, but when we come back, I want to dive in a little bit on this subject because it's it's fascinating to me based on some of the revelations that have come out recently about some of our weapon systems, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, 
paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, ProFlowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets, like the best-selling 100 blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the field is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from Pro Flowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers, picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to ProFlowers.com, click the blue microphone in the top right corner, and enter code PLOW. That's ProFlowers.com. Click the mic and enter code P-L-O-W. Does advertising on the Genesis Communications radio network actually bring positive results? Let's ask Thomas Baldrick from Free Strike Guy. And do the GCN listeners let you know they heard your ad? Customers do let us know they've heard Free Strike Guy ads on GCN. Uh, they seem to be very loyal listeners to GCN, and they stay with those shows, and subsequently they stay with our business, too. Looking for positive results? Contact Lee Wickenhauser at 877-996-4327, extension 107. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast.
You frightened me. That was my intention with Gene and Chris, the frightening Gene and the genial Chris, Dr. John Alexander. And Chris has been probing his background in research, his work into so-called non-lethal weapons, which I guess if you blow on somebody and you have bad breath, they'll collapse. That's non-lethal. John, when we posted uh, that you were going to be on the show, of course, we we have a question thread at forum.theparacast.com where our listeners are able to, you know, post questions that we uh, that we then ask of our guests. And one of our uh, signups, uh, not even wrong, has been a forum poster since December 2012. And uh, his first question is, what were some of the more effective non-lethal weapon systems that you designed or that you've seen? Well, uh, yeah, they, they run a broad spectrum, which has been one of the problems in even discussing it, because we talk about the simple systems, such as you see in law enforcement and personal protection, like pepper spray, tasers, uh, rubber bullets, etc., all the way on the high end where we were talking about strategic incapacitation. Strategic incapacitation? Yeah. How can you basically eviscerate a compact target set like a nation state, i.e. taking out their infrastructure and doing it in such a way that you don't permanently degrade the systems and you can bring them back online? For instance, if I go after the power structure, if I bomb, you know, with hard bombs on... Uh, electrical generating facilities, then it's going to take you months to years to bring it back up, as opposed to just being able to degrade the distribution system so that the uh, you can basically turn the power back on again relatively quickly after uh, an attack. Let me just ask you something here. We talk about something like tasers as non-lethal, but sometimes they are. Absolutely non-lethal. But people have been known to die from them. Uh, That's actually not true. Nobody's died from the electricity. There are a handful of cases, when I say handful, less than 10, uh, where people have died from falling and, you know, striking their head or something like that. There have been about 3 million of us who have been exposed to taser and training or voluntarily with zero death. So most of the people who have died, they have died after tasers, uh, but they died after breakfast as well. Uh, So what's missing is the corollary relationship, and this is greatly exaggerated. Uh, certainly in the press. But one of the big issues I might point out, if you want to try something, just put in taser and 50,000 volts and see how many hits you get uh, on the news, and then put in taser and milliamps. And the point here is how many volts is totally irrelevant, and we can discuss that, but it's amperage that kills you. And the amperage in taser is down like a Christmas tree light bulb. Well, I didn't realize that. Yeah, well, most people don't, and 50,000 sounds like a big number. But you may remember, possibly when you were in school, a lot of people saw this, is when they would take 
uh, girl uh, with long hair have her sit on a Tesla coil and turn it on, and the hair stands out. Right. You've seen the experiment. That's usually at least a quarter of a million volts, you know, five times the voltage of taser, and yet there's absolutely no ill effects. Because, because of the lack of amperage. Correct. Well, you know, we're, now we're dealing with uh, some pretty interesting um, potential scenarios for developing electrical uh, systems. And not even wrong has a follow-up question, and he's wondering if we have the con- uh, the technology to create hallucinations, like a visual or auditory, using some sort of wireless source uh, in the field. In other words, uh, implanting voices in people. Uh, which I heard rumors uh, that we did that in Desert Storm and some of the frontline troops in the trenches there uh, in Kuwait, uh, just over the border in Iraq, uh, or or creating um, visual hallucinations, uh, for instance. What sort of advances have... uh, Yeah, there there are some things uh, theoretically possible and things you might be able to do in a laboratory Absolutely not fielded systems, and certainly not in the Desert Storm uh, era. Uh, I saw lots and lots of the things. And and one of the hypotheses was that uh, if you change it just from an internal audio but to visual and using... uh, holographic capability. This is Muhammad says, "Go home," or right. like that. But uh, uh, we're we're quite a ways from that. It's been examined and certainly of, of interest. But uh, there's a huge difference between you know what we call basic research, where most of those technologies are, and a fielded system. Now let's just look more into any of this. And that is, do you think with, since we're talking about non-lethal weapons, I want to bring it down to earth a bit because, all right, we have the rubber bullets and we have the tasers. Do you think the fact that we've kind of militarized the police in this country is hurting? Of course, we have these high-profile cases where somebody who supposedly is unarmed gets shot and killed. But if they had, what, rubber bullets and tasers and stuff like that, would that even happen? And, of course, we should remember that the episode in Ferguson, Missouri, is, as of this date, as of the time you hear the show, still very, very much unsettled. So let's just make that clear first. I mean, in Great Britain, police don't use guns very much, do they? Well, uh, the U.K. is increasingly arming their folks, um, particularly as terrorist threat uh, is increasing. Um, uh, we're talking about Ferguson. Let's distinguish between unarmed and dangerous. Uh, we're talking somebody six foot four, three hundred pounds, which, in my view, for most of us, would be, you know, potentially dangerous. Now, obviously, the jury's still out on that one, but uh, the facts are certainly not adding up. The problem that you're getting at more directly is having the right weapon at the right place at the right time. When things go bad for the police, for the most part, you know, 95% of the cases, they go bad uh, in an instant on the street. It's the chance encounter, as opposed to the SWAT kinds of operations. We have, say, a hostage uh, barricade situation. We have time to develop tactics and techniques and going after them. But uh, now something like, I think it's 17,000 
law enforcement agencies around the world are now manning everybody with taser. Uh, by the way, the advanced taser systems have cameras on them, and they also have a the company has a system that uh, uh, where they're doing um, you know uh, videotaping everything that's going on on a recycled basis. Uh, here again, contrary to the popular notion. When these cases uh, get, you know, looked at seriously, the cameras normally uh, exonerate the officer in over 90% of the cases. An important point, we'll get into that, but focus more on our paranormal universe when we get back and about what the military may or may not know about unusual things, psychic phenomena, UFOs, that sort of thing. A reminder, listeners... If you subscribe to the Paracast newsletter and you do it by going to theparacast.com, theparacast.com, check the subscription form for the newsletter. We'll send you out a free copy of the ebook version of Chris O'Brien's Secrets of the Mysterious Valley. You can't be that. Dr. John Alexander returns with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Listening to GCN, proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Lock down your digital life at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S. Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin? Acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call at 800-538-5252 because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free extras, and free shipping. Call 800-538-5252. This is our exclusive radio offer, never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. Call 800-538-5252. That's 800-538-5252. Summertime is save big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know summer is the time to stock up at HerbalHealer.com. 
And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Log on for summer specials, including all sizes of colloidal silver, colloidal minerals, and intestinal freedom on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, hoodia, and metabolic complex and pro-metabolic all on sale now. Also, the anti-parasite intestinal freedom and wormwood plus complex plus stevia liquid sweetener and the super enzymes all on sale for summer at herbalhealer.com. As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to herbalhealer.com and look for summer specials to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education since 1988. Herbal Healer Academy. At 30dayfoodsupply.com, you can now purchase a -a one-of-a-kind product not available anywhere else. A meatless burger dry mix in four delicious flavors. With our new Oregon Trail Foods vegan burgers, all you do is add water and fry. They need no refrigeration. They're packaged in Mylar bags with an oxygen absorber for a long shelf life. They're non-GMO. They're gluten, soy, nut, and chemical-free, but they're loaded with flavor. And a good source of carbs and protein, yet low in sodium. Flavors include Italian, spicy Mexican, six vegetable and black bean olive go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010 and order today eat them every day take them camping or save them for an emergency check them out at 30dayfoodsupply.com and click on the vegan burger icon that's 30dayfoodsupply.com where all of our products are produced in oregon by oregon trail foods 30dayfoodsupply.com This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, we're talking to Dr. John Alexander, who's been there and done that in so many different ways. It's just amazing. Chris? You know, we're taping this on the 13th year anniversary of 9-11, and in these intervening 13 years, John, we have seen a dramatic, almost breathtaking militarization of our police forces in this country. Uh, where do you come down on this? What I might mention, I assume you're putting on my website, but uh, four years ago, I did a monograph. I was a senior fellow for the Joint Special Operations University and wrote one called Convergence looking at how Special Operations Forces and SWAT in particular um, were converging, uh, seeing the missions converge. Now, this is a very complex issue. I saw a report yesterday from the Pentagon, and right now Congress has been saying, let's stop uh, transitioning uh, military equipment. As they looked at it, what they found that 96% of the equipment that had been transferred to law enforcement agencies was not military-specific, meaning it included tents and first aid kits and communications gear and things of this nature. Only 4% is in this remaining category, and that's where you see the APCs, Bearcats, and uh, MRAPs, the mine-resistant vehicles and that. In my view, those are getting overplayed, probably should never have gone to particularly small 
departments, because what you are seeing for the last few decades is a dramatic increase in dynamic entry. Uh, this is where the, you know, uh, blow the door off and go in on drug raids and things like that. And the problem with SWAT teams is they are very expensive to develop and maintain. If you have them, you're going to use them. And you may not be using them in the most advantageous way, particularly when you're trying to develop trust and confidence in the population. And that's what you saw in Ferguson, just a really overstatement of force uh, dramatically should not have been used at all. What do you do then to reduce this problem? Because we really don't need to generate the furor, which that episode did. How do we reach a balance? And maybe that's the whole question here. How do you give the police departments the stuff they need to fight crime but not overwhelm them with hardware, and maybe they just aren't up to the task of utilizing it to its best advantage. Yeah, well, even getting it, um, what people have to think through is the the total life cycle on it, because when you get uh, the sort of advanced technology, the problem then becomes it's uh, expensive and difficult to maintain. Um, then you've got the issue of training with it. Now, remember that 80% of the police forces in the United States are under 25 people. So when you do that and you say, hey, we're going to give you this advanced stuff, you go, well, what are you going to do with it? And, you know, how are you going to maintain it and use it and potentially inappropriately? I think a lot of education has to go into senior law enforcement. I think a lot of people were looking at, uh, you know, what went on. Chiefs of police, I'm sure IACP, the International Association of Chiefs of Police, were evaluating what was going on and saying, no, this is was definitely uh, an overstatement in the, the use of the, the presence of force and obviously misapplied. Uh, You saw that with their response to the media and uh, the number of people who were gassed and things like that. You've got to remember that the the mission is to protect and to serve. Now, um, you may or may not know that my son is a captain with a major uh, police force, happens to head internal affairs, and we discuss these things continuously. One of his points is that in his career, which has been about 20-some years now, uh, he has seen a significant increase in the violent response in people, say, 18 to 25, meaning they're much more prone to, you know, a violent confrontation than they were even when he joined the police force. Um, we can discuss the video game aspect of it. Or the, the, or the media's wanton uh, PG violence yes, and murder. Uh, do you think the media has something to do with that and the okay. way that this culture glorifies uh, violence? If you go and you know, watch the TV shows, what amazes me is the incongruence. Uh, love. I mean, we love 24. We like Jack Bauer, uh, you know, 
breaking fingers and cutting people to get the information. Um, then when it happens in real life, they go, oh, my God, how could that possibly happen? And you go, well, you've developed a culture that expects that. There's also another TV show called Chicago PD, where the focus is on this unit that stretches the boundaries of police procedure to do things. But that's where you always see it. You know, you see them going to the perp or suspected perp and knocking their heads into the wall or on the table and stuff that, you know, if it happened in the real world, there'd be lawsuits and everything else. Listen, let's move away from this. Well, uh, there was another series that just uh, finished uh, called Gang Related, and that was doing the identical thing. Uh, In their case, it was supposed to be LAPD. And they were using tactics and procedures that would, frankly, get you arrested. And yet people have believed, and this is, by the way, IACP did put out commentary uh, on that. Uh, regarding Ferguson, saying the media is part of the problem here because they have developed these expectations that are just totally ridiculous uh, and no basis in reality, and yet people start seeing those as the expected way for law enforcement to respond. Now, let's not totally exonerate law enforcement. Yeah, because they're they're being programmed by the same culture. Well, and they do, again, my son is involved where they do background research on uh, all potential candidates for their academy. And one of these is, A, 90% of the people who apply cannot, uh, you know, pass a preliminary uh, background check. Um, He even pointed out that um, they were getting a lot of applicants who were coming out of the state correction systems, i.e. they were from the penitentiary, and said, you know, they had backgrounds that they they wouldn't even hire them, and yet they were coming out of the law enforcement system. Wow. Oh, boy. Well, it's going to get a lot more interesting before it gets any more uh, normalized. I think that um, our culture is ratcheting up the uh, the violence uh, angle in interactions between law enforcement and in um, the community, whether it's justified or not. But I think that that's got to have a detrimental effect. I think overall on on how people respond to stressful situations when violence is employed, when non lethal uh, violence is employed, and and these are sticky subjects that really deserve their own show. Let's let's kind of move on a little bit here and talk about how you transitioned from your military career and in your work at Los Alamos and then uh, into your involvement, let's say, with the National Institute for Discovery Science, uh, Robert Bigelow's organization, NIDS, that was uh, formed back in the, I think, uh, early 90s. Oh, how did you get involved with Bigelow initially? I don't, I've never really fully understood how you were brought on board as an advisor, and and give us a little bit of background of what the, the initial vision of NIDS was, and and why Bigelow uh, has spent so much money looking into subjects that are fairly fringe to, uh, I'm sure many of your contemporaries uh, in in the military and in the scientific realms. Uh, could you give us a, a thumbnail sketch of uh, of that? I'll tell you what. Let's just do the break now, because he's not going to give you a 20 second thumbnail. 
No. Otherwise, it's going to be the smallest thumbnail we've ever seen. Miniaturized for use on the new Apple Watch. Tiny thumbnails or something like that. Or nano thumbnails. That would be really incredible. All right. So Dr. John Alexander will talk about Bigelow, NIDS, all that stuff. A constant subject of discussion in our forums. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. How many good people procrastinate? When was the last time you updated your last will and testament, your living will, and your health care power of attorney? If you could get these documents included with your Legal Shield membership for no additional charge, wouldn't it just make sense to have the peace of mind of owning a Legal Shield membership? Worry less and live more with lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com or call 855-340-SAVE. That's 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of HB extract. It's extremely effective and it starts working in just days. Visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers. And we've never increased our price in over 10 years. That makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it. A healthy heart is a happy heart. Call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. The question from Chris O'Brien on the table on the Paracast with Dr. John Alexander. Tell us about your involvement with Bigelow's efforts. Well, it started very uh, unexpectedly. Uh, I had seen him once. I did not really know who he was. I got a call one Sunday morning living in Santa Fe saying that uh, he was interested in these unusual topics and did I have anything of interest. And I said, it's funny you should call today. It was a Sunday morning because in my kitchen at this moment are guys like Hal Putoff and uh, some others that you probably wouldn't know, and we're here discussing uh, just that. 
Um, and then uh, over time, he decided that uh, he wanted to uh, form NIDS and to look at two specific areas. One was UFOs, and the other was continuation of consciousness uh, beyond death. Uh, both the areas that I had, you know, been involved in previously in various aspects. So, and invited me over, uh, agreed to do a uh, half-time basis. They brought Colin Kelleher on to uh, run uh, the organization. As you know, I had a number of folks, most of them PhD-level individuals. We put together a world-class uh, science board. And uh, to say the rest is history. What was your particular role in the organization? I, I know you were advising him on, on a variety of projects and subjects, but what was your role? Uh, this whole idea of continuation of consciousness, you know, what was his motivation uh, for this? Uh, as a businessman, I'm, I'm having a hard time reconciling this particular interest with anything that could be applicable in a commercial sense. Yeah, well, when we had first met him, remember, he was one of the sponsors of the conference at MIT with uh, John Mack on abductions. What I didn't know at the time that I met him was kind of surprised that within 30 days prior to that, he had lost his son. Personal interest has... Uh, a lot of uh, driving force in those issues. The other is, of course, it, it's a uh, an issue that faces a hundred percent of us. So everybody is has uh, some vested interest in the outcome. Certainly, we have a question uh, on uh, our forum at forum.theparacast.com that. Um is kind of wondering about that. And, and this comes from one of our, our number one posters here at forum.theparacast.com. He's um, received more likes for his post than he's uh, posted, which is always a good sign in my book. And he's wondering, uh, uh, Colonel, what connections, if any, have you discovered between near-death experiences and other paranormal phenomena, such as poltergeist activity, uh, psi phenomenon, or UFOs? Yeah, I've actually written to this and spoken several times. In my view, one of the big problems we have in all of uh, phenomenology is the tendency to stovepipe, meaning we look at the things you described as, as if they're individual and have set boundaries. Um, and I think that's uh, detrimental. I mean, let me just to give you an example with near-death experience. I think if we could rename it, we probably would. It's like flying saucers. Yeah, you'd probably rename that. Even UFOs, you'd like to rename that. And the problem is that as you get into the observation of the phenomena, you start finding things that press the boundaries. Now, in my view, there is some sort of interconnection between all of these sorts of things. And I think that consciousness is certainly a piece of that, even though some of them are real and have, you know, effects in physical reality as we know it, it seems to be beyond. Um, let me take shamans, for instance, because I've met with shamans all over the world. In the West, we tend to think of 
physical reality as we know it and, quote, the spirit world as something that's separate and distinct. And yet in other cultures, these are totally connected, and shamans often move seamlessly back and forth uh, between the two. So it's your worldview that's really quite different. And the Western worldview, of course, is driven by material science, which says, you know, if we can just get the God particle, Higgs boson or whatever, that we will, um, we can cut reality into smaller and smaller pieces and eventually find how everything goes together. This does not account for what we see in non-local phenomena and the various phenomena that you've described here. So, in other words, what you're saying is the, this reductionist tendency of, of modern Western science to try to reconcile the stovepiping, as, as it were, um, is, is, has really been a dead end up to this point. And what you're suggesting is that there has to be more of an open-minded, broad-based approach uh, to these subjects in terms of their potential interconnectedness. Um, we're going to have to go to break soon here, but I'm really intrigued by your um, comment that, that many of these phenomena are actually connected on some level. And I'm wondering if, if this, for instance, could be one of the reasons why the Sherman Ranch uh, effort by NIDS and, uh, and Bigelow's team up there, with, with your involvement, I must add, uh, kind of hit a dead wall because reductionist science requires <laughs> replication of data and in order to, to study it uh, in a scientific manner. So with this stumbling block uh, in place, what kind of effort do you see that we need to enact to move forward in, in this and, and try to get Western science to get out of that reductionist uh, mode? Are we breaking or do you want me to answer that? Why don't you start on the answer, and then we'll do the break in about a minute and a half or so. Okay. Well, I actually wrote to this in my last book on what I called uh, precognitive sentient phenomena. Uh, the ranch has a number of very amazing uh, incidents that happened, absolutely real. And my point, which goes along the lines that you're outlining, is the phenomena, whatever it was, was definitely in control. It was definitely sentient. When I said precognitive, it seemed to know how we would respond to various stimuli before they were even given to us. And they were certainly phenomena. So this whole notion of the trickster or something that's been around forever um, seems to have a lot of validity that Something else is in control, pulling the strings, and almost no matter how you went about, as we did in this case, instrumenting the ranch, uh, something different would show up that would not be recorded in areas that should have been recorded. <laughs> Stocking the tricksters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have put it better myself. <laughs> and I wasn't even there. Well, he's trying to pretend that he was. I'm joking. But it's really interesting how we have this element that just kind of confounds you, especially in this crazy field where you think you kind of have things settled down. 
I have a handle on what's going on, and suddenly something out of left field gets in there, and it just messes up everything like it's yeah, a plot. You kind of think, with us. right? It's like the Men in Black. You know, you talk about Men in Black. Someone there, some element, physical, whatever, that comes in there, and they find ways to turn things upside down. And send you off in a new direction, which, of course, may be misdirection, because that direction has nothing to do with anything and nothing to do with the reality of the phenomenon that you're trying to research. Isn't that a convoluted answer and speculation to start more discussion with Dr. John Alexander and Gene and Chris? You're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. On the average, Americans work between 45 to 50 years hoping to build up enough wealth to retire and live out their golden years. Unfortunately, with taxation, the rising cost of food, energy, housing, and medical, many retirees are forced to live below the poverty line. Is this a flaw free enterprise, or is our monetary unit we call the Federal Reserve Note forcing us into perpetual debt, ensuring inflation and higher taxes? These questions and more can be answered by reading G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Congressman Ron Paul states it's what every American needs to know about central bank power. A gripping adventure into the secret world of international banking cartel. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I will give a silver dollar from the early 1900s to anyone who purchases this book. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order a copy today. It's critical that the public be made aware of the system. Call and order your copy today at 1-800-686-2237. That's 1-800-686-2237. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, Now, just imagine, there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercials. Just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. 
A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Let me ask you, Dr. Alexander, when we get into tricksterish kind of elements, is that what brought about things like Men in Black? Well, quite possibly. Remember, the men in black stories, like all of these others, vary considerably from real people who, you know, come in and supposedly interrogate people to others where they talk about, you know, how their clothes don't uh, bend or wrinkle, uh, how they look a little strange, how the vehicles you know, go out and are either out of dated or just disappear. So there's a wide range. Uh, let me transition this to the UFO phenomena because that I think is kind of classic here. Because one of the questions I ask is, what do you mean when we say UFO? Because we've got little balls of light to huge crap more than a mile across in physical reality and thousands of variations in between. And so the variations are problematic if you go to the extraterrestrial hypothesis. So which UFOs do you want to study? Balls of light, the big ones, the triangles, et cetera, et cetera. And it gets just every time, like I say, you, you think you got it knocked, uh, all of a sudden you get a different permutation. And that gets back to who or what is controlling the phenomena? We used to have these seven-year cycles. We used to have the ley lines. We had a book years ago by a French UFO researcher called Flying Saucers and the Straight Line Mystery. But every time you try to put a handle on it, the patterns changed. Right. But that's exactly what I think we're discussing. Let me take that one step further. It's one thing to identify the patterning and uh, consistency within the phenomenon. I have found personally from my investigations that as long as I don't publicize these patterns, they tend to supply me with the data that, that gets me even more worked up and thinking that I'm on the right track. And as soon as I open my mouth, invariably the pattern will go 180 degrees on me. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what led me in a direction of a tricksterish type energy or mechanism that seem to be at play here. And it's almost like a thermostat, as Jacques Vallée mentioned in several of his books, that th there seems to be an equilibrium that has to be established. And 
once you get off on a particular tangent, you get data that is diametrically opposed to that tangent, and it seems to re-equalize the equation, if you will. And I'm wondering, uh, how did NIDS reconcile this very perplexing and, I must say, frustrating problem? Well, I don't think we did reconcile it. We got to the point of saying this is reality, and we certainly acknowledge the complexity of uh, the issue. Uh, you know, in my book on UFOs, you know, the first line that, that I wrote is UFOs are real. And I mean, things that are sometimes in physical reality. The last paragraph discusses whatever this is, it is more complex than we ever imagined and maybe more complex than we could imagine. So I, I think we're in all of these phenomena, we're at the front end. And I you know, people say, well, what is the answer? A, I don't think there is a the answer or a singularity. And I, I think that we're at the point where we need to get the best and brightest minds and make it possible for them to, uh, you know, study these issues. And right, without, so without, without risking without, your reputation or exactly. their career. Yeah, because uh, these are taboo subjects, and until we can get the stigma detached from them, we're not going to be able to get those brightest minds, as you put it, uh, to, in all confidence, be able to devote you know their considerable uh, intellects on these questions. And I, I really think it's important, and that's one thing that I really took away from the interview that you did for the disclosure dialogue video where you said we need to get this stigma off these subjects so that we can apply some of the brightest minds to this, this conundrum. So how well, do we I would say that the things that we're talking about are at least as complex as AIDS and cancer and that. So if you look at the amount of resources that are applied to those topics, and having trouble. You can imagine where we are when we equate that to the study of uh, these various phenomena. You know, we were talking about interconnectedness. Where do you think the connecting points lie between all these various phenomena? You know, we have obviously the, the whole subject of, of human awareness and human consciousness, and we also have something that's very tricksterous out there that seems to second-guess very effectively and, and pre predetermine our responses on on various stimuli that we're we're trying to study. Where do you find those connecting points and how would you describe them at this point? Well, certainly consciousness is a key issue and that is that you start seeing things that you expect. You mentioned before how phenomena have morphed as you more and more involved in it, and it seems to change. One example that I like to use also comes from Jacques Belay's work mentioned in the book, but there was a, an example uh, in the early 20th century, just after the turn of the century, a guy who believed in the state of Washington and drives around, and he said, here was this uh, heptagonal UFO hovering and I could see every rivet in it. Now, what was interesting about that is at that time, advanced space technology and rivets would have been very advanced. And yet, within 50 years, we would know no way in hell would you use rivets 
in some kind of extraterrestrial craft. So the point here was it was advanced of human consciousness at that time, but not beyond where we were going to go in the very near future. Well, it almost sounds like we're being uh, kind of tricked to go after a particular carrot that seems to couch itself in a way that we're able to to cognize and understand, yet it's not so high-tech that it appears, as Arthur C. Clarke would say, like magic. And we do have, obviously, examples of inexplicable phenomenal events that, that you know, the, the witness just could not possibly explain. But do you think that we're being kind of gradually led or tricked into uh, going in a particular direction in terms of technology and awareness of, of consciousness? Oh, that's hard to say. I mean, we're obviously advancing in in some degree. I'm not sure our social applications are keeping up with the technology, but um, yeah, where, where is all that? I don't know, <laughs> quite frankly. That, uh, that's a ponderance that's uh, beyond my understanding. Let me throw out a theory for you, which I'll start here, and then you could do whatever you want with it or just send it back. And that is that maybe the UFO phenomenon is here to lead us in different directions. And what do we mean by that? Well, I'll explain more or less in our next segment. With yeah, Dr. lead jo- us off planet, Gene. Well, that's certainly a part of it. Dr. John Alexander with Gene and Chris, you're in. Paracast. Listening to GCN, proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Lock down your digital life at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. 
With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Summertime is save big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know summer is the time to stock up at HerbalHealer.com. And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Log on for summer specials, including all sizes of colloidal silver, colloidal minerals, and intestinal freedom on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, hoodia, and metabolic complex and pro-metabolic, all on sale now. Also, the anti-parasite intestinal freedom and wormwood plus complex, plus stevia liquid sweetener and the super enzymes, all on sale for summer at HerbalHealer.com. As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to HerbalHealer.com and look for summer specials to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education since 1988. Herbal Healer Academy. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, we're talking about flying saucers being here to make us think, as Ray Palmer said, what, 50, 60 years ago? I don't recall. Long, long time ago. But the point being here is that the presence of UFOs got us thinking in terms of building spacecraft, in terms of building hovercraft. So, of course, we have all these theories here that some of these developments are all part of reverse engineering the crashed spaceships at Roswell. But maybe the presence of the UFOs and what they do gives us clues to the future. And, of course, Chris mentioned one, which is to bring us off planet. We're being told by the phenomenon, we've got to get out there, whether to escape a disaster or just part of our evolution. But also, in the meantime, our scientific developments are brought forward by what we observe and what we know about these visitors, who and what they are. Dr. Alexander? Well, another thing that I did address again in the last book, briefly, is what I call my law of appropriate complexity. That sounds appropriately complex. the, The law of appropriate complexity 
And what I mean by that is that every person on the planet is faced with a series of problems and understanding. And there are simple people who are worried about, you know, where's the next meal coming from? And that's the sort of thing they worried about, all the way up to theoretical physicists dealing on, you know, the Maslow hierarchy of needs and whatnot. But what it appears to me is that as you advance and you get more and more understanding at whatever level you're at, just as you're about to get things figured out and understand everything, all of a sudden you find a whole new order of magnitude of complexity that's presented to you. And again, you follow through that stage, and just as you think you got that one nailed, oops, here comes something you know, even more complex than what you were dealing with before. As I've said to people who study this phenomena, you know, you open the door and it's like, wow, this is different. And then you start to figure it out and then here comes even more and wilder changes. And yet when you try to explain some of these things to people who are back, you know, three or four iterations, you just get, well, you must be crazy. It doesn't happen. Right. Well, that opens up that that axiom. The more you know, the more you know you don't know. Right. Well, this kind of brings us to an interesting point here. I think in our our history as as a potential spacefaring species, and that is the whole idea that's been proposed uh, of late of a breakaway civilization. Richard Dolan, Joseph Farrell. There's been a number of you know, researchers whose work I, I admire who are starting to come to the conclusion that maybe we have latched onto some technological breakthroughs on some exalted level of our of our civilization. And some individuals and some uh, well-funded efforts have continued and forged ahead in secret, ahead of where the you know, your average, uh, you know, person w- would have any sort of awareness. Uh, where do you come down on this whole idea of a breakaway civilization? And and is it possible that many of the types of objects and, and events that are described as UFOs could be possibly uh, secret military technology, for instance? What do you think of this whole idea that maybe a, a vast majority of these sightings or a sizable majority may be us uh, in secret? Yeah, I, I put that as a very, very low probability. Let me address the military issue first, and that is, you know, we have been at conf, uh, conflict since, as you pointed out, this is 9-11-2001. We have spent $4 trillion in that process, and as of last night, about to ramp up again in the Middle East. And if you were doing that, I would anticipate seeing some dramatic leaps in technology because there's a great impetus to, you know, no boots on the ground and all of that. And yet, what have we seen? Well, we've seen the JAS, the Joint Strike Fighter, which is now the F-35. Is it advanced? Yes. Is that a quantum leap over where we've been? No. Uh, so if you look at the technology, and their technology does have improved, 
biotics, uh, for instance, what we've done because of the unfortunate uh, incidents of people losing limbs made dramatic advances there, but nothing that makes the big leap. Now, in the UFO arena and the whole nonsense that Greer and others put out about, well, we have reverse engineered and we have free energy and they're hiding it. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. If we had little widgets uh, that were flying around, we had reverse engineered a UFO, for instance, in my view, um, you know, it's not about that. It would be about a fundamental different source of energy, which would change geopolitics in the world. You know, this is where I have taken on... Well, it would change the bottom line for the energy companies, that's for sure. Well, not... No, I I totally disagree. I don't think it would make any difference whatsoever. And here's where you get into global economics. And this is where, you know, the people who own the current energy companies would own the new technology. The money is concentrated in the the hands of so few people that the ultra-rich would be the ones involved. They would just go, okay, we're getting money from a different source. Yeah, you'd, you'd have a few people who would uh, probably you know, make money in the process. But overall, the funding of, of the world is concentrated, as I say, in, in the 1%. And you find that the ultra-rich have more in common with each other than they do with any nationality, which might be their happenstance of birth. And they, you know, to coordinate some of these things. So, no, I, I, I don't see this as an, any need to hide the technology as it would make things a lot easier for them, too. Well, yeah, my, I would counter by saying if we're the strongest military power on the planet with conventional technology, why reveal your ace in the hole? Uh, because for $4 trillion, um, people say that have in my view, no uh, understanding of what is going on in the military today. I get a compendium from the State Department uh, twice a day. I also follow a lot of the websites and what's going on. The military is drawing down. Their funds are being cut uh, dramatically. Anything that would give you a significant leg up would would have been used by now. I mean, they are at literally at wit's end as to what to do and funding of the military and application. Anything that would give you a huge technological advantage would definitely be rolled out. You also have to remember, and we talked before about the development of technology, from the time you get a breakthrough in weapon technology, average time is about 20 years before you field a... Um, uh, fielded system, and you know, fifteen years is really uh, moving fast. Yeah, so. it's fast tracking it. <laughs> yeah, and then it's another twenty years for them to reveal it to the U.S. public or, or to well, whomever. Well, now usually you see it. <laughs> uh, depends on what what technologies we're talking about, but so, uh, with huge so expenses, we, most of them are quite visible. Okay, so when we come back, let's talk about the possibility that at least some percentage of UFO sightings could be some sort of uh, exotic uh, 
you know, psychotronic weapons platforms, uh, whatever, that are not quite, you know, they're in the operational stage, but they haven't been divulged yet. We have Dr. John Alexander joining us. You're here with Gene and with Chris exploring the unknown and what makes it unknown. You're in the Paracast. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Time and time again. You need to come here and help us. We need assistance. Please. Those we should be able to depend on let us down. Federal and state and local officials saying help is on the way. Well, the folks here in Bell Harbor say show me. Don't depend on the government to save you. Take action now so that you're prepared for the next disaster with MyPatriotSupply.com. Get the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more at MyPatriotSupply.com. Call 866-229-0927. We are hurting down here, and we need help immediately. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of hb extract it's extremely effective and it starts working in just days visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers and we've never increased our price in over 10 years that makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it a healthy heart is a happy heart call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin? Acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. 
Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call at 800-538-5252 because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free extras, and free shipping. Call 800-538-5252. This is our exclusive radio offer, never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. Call 800-538-5252. That's 800-538-5252. My name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. Secret weapons, incredible technologies, are UFOs perhaps simply things that we develop, not alien or paranormal visitors of one kind or another? Dr. John Alexander is here with Gene and Chris. Dr. Alexander. Are a lot of the things we see and call UFOs really our own craft? Well, uh, in recent years, the UAVs, or what popularly known as drones, have increased dramatically. And remember, when we talk about UFOs, you're just talking about things that you have seen that are flying and you don't understand it. Uh, So I would anticipate that sightings would go up uh, dramatically. We've done a lot of work on... You know, signal reduction, commonly known as stealth, those sorts of things. So, yeah, a lot of them are, and that's been true all along. Now, when you get to the really exotic sightings that have been seen, then absolutely not. You know, if we're talking about the things that appear and disappear and make... uh, uh, 45G right-angle turns and things of that nature, then no, this is way, way beyond any technology that's uh, currently in the inventory. Okay, so where's the line of demarcation? What can we do? What do you think we can do right now with secret weapons? And also, going back to the early days of the UFO field, where there's been some speculation at some of the things that we saw during World War II, like the ghost rockets or the early cases such as Kenneth Arnold, the Roswell crash, they all involve stuff that we had, not stuff that came from some unknown source. I would not put Roswell in the same category as the other sightings. Now, certainly there have been a series of sightings. It is my view, and this is terribly unpopular, I know, but that Roswell was, in fact, ours and, uh, you know, Exotic for the time, but not uh, super advanced. And I think that the evidence for that is very, very strong. That said, some of the other cases that you mentioned, um, as I say with UFOs, basically every sensor system we have picks them up. And this is why, in my view, what we need is to you know do the step back to try to do analysis. First of all, define what are you talking about? Because I don't think we are at the point of understanding that question yet. (laughs) Boy, that's an understatement. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, here's an example. 
I mean, you go through the annals of, of ufology and you look at all the experts that, that everybody thinks they know what they're talking about and, and book after book, TV show after TV show. But I have yet to see anyone come up with a slam dunk. Okay, well, let's put it this way. What about the Foo Fighters? Um, we have quite a number of very credible sightings. We have military records from bomber crews and, and you know, pilots. Uh, going over Europe, even some uh, fairly credible sightings in the Pacific Theater of these luminous balls that seem to accompany Allied aircraft. They seem to dart in and out. They seem to be coming from the ground up towards the formations of planes. I have not seen any credible explanation that really is able to identify what these objects were, number one, and where they could possibly have been um, you know, flown from. Uh, but what do you think about the Foo Fighters? Well, the word, uh, you've got a pejorative word in there, and that is flown from. Um, a, obviously, don't know what they are. They have been a mystery for, you know, 60, 70 years. Um, and, you know, this is a, an example of the classic phenomena that you just defy explanation when you try to uh, sort it out. And so one of the issues that I have with both the UFOs, uh, uh, the true believers and the skeptics, is that they tend to take a select subset of observation and explain that, and then extrapolate from there to the whole, saying, well, if, if we can explain the ball of light you know, then I can explain all of UFOs. And right. you go, oh, it just doesn't seem to work that way. Yeah, I, I would agree. So is there a possibility that Foo Fighters were some sort of, uh, you know, exotic technology developed by by the Axis powers uh, during World War II and just became operational at the end of the war? Or are uh, we looking at some sort of intervention by something other? Well, Again, I, I would doubt seriously that it was uh, an advanced, uh, certainly German uh, technology. Um, and, you know, people come up all the time with, well, they have these advanced propulsions, and, you know, understood energy, et cetera, et cetera. And you go, well, the reason you know that uh, that's not true is we're speaking English. Uh, kind of pejorative there, but uh, they lost. Uh, and if you had something that was dramatically advanced, would not have been the case. Let me give you an example in um, Desert Storm. Um, you know, in Desert Storm, we took down the Iraqi air defense system. Yeah, in a matter of days. I mean, it was like slam. Oh, hours. Uh, yeah. you know, minutes to hours. It, it was down, and we could fly almost with impunity. Uh, and the point was that our technological advance, they had pretty advanced Soviet equipment, and we were about 10 years ahead. So if a 10-year advance allows you to end, basically end the war in hours, um that uh, you can imagine that if somebody had this huge advantage in World War II, we would have seen it. And it just doesn't happen. 
No. Well, we we have a bunch of questions from our listeners that post uh, on the question bank at forum.theparacast.com. One of our most prolific uh, posters is uh, Randall, who calls himself Ufology. He runs USI in Calgary, Alberta. And he has read your book, and he's posted a number of uh, very probing questions here. And one of them is, when you were looking into evidence within the military for the existence of UFOs, how deep were you able to search AFSPC, the United States Air Force Space Command, uh, their records, and specifically uh, records for detection of targets that behaved in such a way as to suggest that they might have been some sort of alien craft? Were you able to make any headway with well, that? Uh, a, we had a participant, B. Uh, I think I've given out his name. I met with the commander, discussed it with him. Certainly not on his radar. Well, maybe it was on his. <laughs> his, his. No, no. He, like I said, we we had a member from there participating. Okay, well, how about the NRO? This is uh, something that's come up since the publication um, of your book. Uh, your the latest NRO book. was known well before that. Right. Well, has anyone, to your knowledge, has anyone time. been able to crack that particular uh, database? I mean, the NRO is, is you know, in their purview, I, I would suspect, is to monitor the entire airspace and uh, near uh, space around our planet. And you would think that the NRO would have uh, a leg up on any sort of incursions into our airspace if they were in a three-dimensional, you know, sort of conventional way. You know, why has the NRO not come up as a player in monitoring incursions by UFOs into our airspace? And could this be because these objects are just appearing uh, close to the ground as opposed to arriving from elsewhere? Um. Because you never mentioned the NRO in your book. Uh, not sure. I would have thought. Um, yeah, I had not at the time we had addressed them. I did not, although I had people from there. Remember the way NRO was set up. Uh, we talked about it, and it did become a separate organization. But it was really made up of participants from other organizations. For instance, the head of NRO was an assistant secretary of the Air Force. So there's an interrelationship between all of these uh, organizations. Let's do more talk about NRO in our next segment with Dr. John Alexander. And Gene and Chris, and your questions, and you're in the Paracast. UnseenNow.com, proud sponsor of GCN. Unseen Now's unparalleled encryption tools keep your communications secure. GCN.
Dr. Wallach, an award-winning scientist, naturopathic physician, author of several books such as Dead Doctors Don't Lie, Let's Play Doctor, and a Nobel Prize nominee. Dr. Wallach will be here on September 15th and 16th. Wallach has proven that diseases classified as autoimmune were in fact caused by nutritional deficiencies. Get your free ticket to hear about the true causes of diseases. Call 763-291-5052. To receive your free ticket, call 763-291-5052. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. On the Paracast, let me remind you again that if you want to get a free copy of the ebook version of Secrets of the Mysterious Valley from Chris O'Brien, free copy. Go to theparacast.com, theparacast.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. As soon as we get your email address, within a day or two, we'll send out your ebook copy, Secrets of the Mysterious Valley, by Chris O'Brien. Dr. John Alexander is here. We were talking about NRO. Any more insights before we move on, Dr. Alexander? Well, not really. I mean, the whole space community is involved, and as I pointed out, this notion that Star Wars, for instance, was developed to uh, fight space aliens is just pure nonsense. You know, there's a, right now, we have over on our forums at forum.theparacast.com a link to a TV documentary that makes a big deal of all these spurious claims to create the impression that we're at war with E.T. right now. Of course, if we were, it would be over 40 years ago. Right. And they'd win. Correct. Chris, more questions? Well, yeah, my, my whole point is, um, and this is for the, you know, the real believers in the extraterrestrial hypothesis. If there were craft coming from elsewhere into our 
uh, near space or, you know, in our atmosphere, the NRO would know about this unless they had some sort of cloaking technology that would allow them to bypass all the sensing uh, equipment that we have circling this planet and have had for decades. Oh, wait a minute. Satellite systems have picked up UFOs. Uh, well, yeah, I know that. Uh, Ron Regeer. Yeah, but, but there's a critical issue here that I think gets ignored, and that is that these systems are designed for one purpose, and that is to determine threat. And what they do, you're overloaded with stuff that's flying around and that. So the primary question is threat or no threat. And you move everything you can into no threat. And remember, if you go back all the way to Condon report, the question to Condon was, are UFOs a threat, not are UFOs real? And he said, no threat. So unless there's something that becomes threatening about them, these agencies are going to discard it. And as you just pointed out, if there were a problem, it would have been over a long time ago, and that has not happened. Well, we we have some some folks that were involved in the aerospace industry. Uh, one in particular, Ron Regeer, who was uh, involved with the optic systems of uh, several decades of our most uh, classified uh, spy satellite systems and and other monitoring systems, and he he stated uh, fairly bluntly to me that there is an outward looking component to. Yep. Most, if not every, satellite system, uh, a reconnaissance system that's been well, set up since at least the early 90s. Remember that, and, and how many times we have been surprised. There's a lot of near Earth objects, and we get surprised. And you see the headlines, oh, whoops, there they go, and an asteroid has just zipped by. So looking out is absolutely essential to things that are, you know, potentially coming at us. Well, how about the Black Knight, uh, this 40-plus-year object that's been um, talked about and kind of whispered about for decades that uh, appears to be uh, orbiting our planet? What do we know about that? What have you heard? Uh, that's the first time I've heard it, so not familiar with that one at all. Okay. Here's another question from Ufology, uh, from Randall. If you wanted to, would the military let you into Space Command Space Surveillance Monitoring Center to observe live tracking? It sounds like they've already done that. I, I, I had been in the uh, Space Center. Now, one of the things I point out, when I was in Laboratory Command, uh, my last assignment was Director of Advanced System Concepts for the Army doing all the basics up. My boss... Uh, was a two-star general who, as a one-star, had been uh, a ship commander, meaning they have brigadiers as ship commanders on there. Uh, believe me, <laughs> this was definitely not on his radar. He was fairly civil when uh, we would talk about it, and it wasn't because he was evading everything. It was just that... Uh, just not something that they're even vaguely familiar with. And one of the things we have heard, by the way, from people who do track these items that you get it, is one of the things you learn quite quickly is that reporting objects that you can't explain is not career enhancing. <laughs> I would say that's an understatement. Yeah. So you learn kind of quickly 
okay, that's that's interesting, but again, not a threat. I'm not going to. You hear this, uh, you know, when you talk to pilots as well. You know, do you want to report a UFO? No, that's okay. Well, <laughs> just yeah, the opening scene to Close Encounters, but. You know, according to to Mr. Regare, who you know is a good friend of mine, actually, he just moved here uh, uh, recently to my uh, neck of the woods. He was involved in the DSP program, and he did talk about uh, the NORAD event, uh, which was in '94 when NORAD called the Rio Grande County Sheriff in Colorado to report, you know, a few acre sized fire that. Later, it came out that a retired lieutenant colonel uh, from Strategic Air Command, Jimmy Lloyd, who was a colonel as well, uh, observed a flotilla of battleship-sized green glowing objects descend into the area where NORAD asked the uh, local county sheriffs to exhaust all you know, efforts to determine what was the source of this particular heat bloom that DSP uh, was able to detect, and he also mentioned the ninth, the very famous 1976 Tehran uh, UFO encounter with uh, Iranian pilots, and said that DSP uh, also monitored the this particular event. And there's other events uh, as by the way, well. That's the first time I've heard that statement publicly. Uh, well, he's made it. <laughs> Sorry, Ron. Oops. But- yeah, first time I've heard that one publicly, but yes, I, I had heard that uh, many years ago. Okay, here's one. That they had okay. confirmation, you know, satellite confirmation. Yeah, they did, and uh, there was confirmation uh, about that particular NORAD event, which I consider the Dark Horse UFO event of 1994 in the United States. Uh, it's an, uh, an amazing a series of events that ensued after that, plus some repercussions with particular individuals at NORAD uh, or whomever was responsible for making the phone call. Evidently, there were some problems uh, with their career enhancement after that. But are you aware of former NSA technical leader of intelligence, William Binney's, I I think his name is, uh, recent comments regarding UFOs? Uh, and this comes from Frank Stalter, who's... Yeah, I, I have seen that, and I think that now this is a very, very highly placed source, but I, the statements that I've seen, I believe, have been totally misread by the public. Well, how about if I give you a direct I, quote? Rather my, than being... Go ahead. My problem is, this is uh, from William Binning. My problem is, just like the UFO thing, unless they start addressing these kinds of things... People's observations or basic measurements or factual evidence that simply exists, unless they start addressing them, there's always going to be questions, especially now with the government. How much do you trust? How much trust do you have in your government? Well, yeah, I've seen the statement. I've commented on it online. Uh, I think they are misreading what he meant by that. I don't think he was taking UFOs as a serious issue, but rather just as an example of, you know, how much um, publicity uh, goes around in the commentaries. And, uh, yeah, I I don't think that he's even suggesting a potential cover-up or anything of that nature. Maybe, of course, everyone who is looking for secret or supposedly secret UFO information is reaching 
for every hint of something talking about UFOs. <laughs> we'll be back with Dr. John Alexander, who has plenty of comments about that and more with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Mike Stennerson for Midas Resources. At no time in history have precious metals been more important, certainly not in my 22 years in the industry. The dollar has lost over 90% of its value in the last 60 years. No fiat currency has ever survived the government printing presses. Ours is not immune. The time is now to be proactive. 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Anything tied to the dollar is at risk. CDs, annuities, 401ks, IRAs, stocks, bonds, you name it, so decide. Do you want to leave a legacy of wealth or debt for your family? The choice is yours. Call me at 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Be proactive, not reactive. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. On Facebook, on the news, and in conversations with friends, we're bombarded every day with advice on how to be healthier from gluten-free and non-gmo diets to how much exercise and sleep the body needs but how much have you heard about alkalizing the body alkavision plasma ph drops are a holistic and natural way to get your body's ph levels back in balance just a few drops in water will help your body rid itself of harmful waste and even the healthiest of diets can be complemented with your daily use of alkavision plasma ph drops who isn't looking for more vibrance vigor and energy now buy two bottles of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops and get $10 off your order. Visit AlkaVision.com or call 800-518-7615. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are packed with a powerful combination of the most alkaline minerals and compounds. Open the door to greater health, vitality, and zest for life. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health. Call 800-518-7615 or head to AlkaVision.com. September is National Preparedness Month, so make it a September to remember by getting your emergency food supply from the Freeze-Dry Guy. On sale this month, our 2014 Stew Butter and Potatoes Unit. You'll get one number 10 can each of high-quality Mountain House Chicken Stew, vegetable stew with beef, pilot crackers, plus the highest-quality dehydrated ABC stew, butter and potatoes for a total of 160 one-half cup servings. Retail value $161.41, but not this month. The Freeze-Dry Guy offers the 2014 Stew Butter and Potatoes Unit for only $123. 
$39.93. Save over $37. Plenty of protein, veggies, carbs for energy, and tasty, hearty, storable food with a shelf life of over 25 years. Call 866-404-3663. Free shipping to the lower 48 states. Click freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's freezedryguy.com. Hurry, the National Preparedness Month sale and September 30th from the Freeze Dry Guy. The finest freeze-dried and dehydrated foods available anywhere for long-term storage. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Dr. John Alexander is with us with Gene and Chris from the Paracast. A reminder, get your copy of Secrets of the Mysterious Valley. Ebook from Chris O'Brien. Go to theparacast.com, theparacast.com. Just sign up for our newsletter and you'll get your copy. So you have things to say, Dr. Alexander, about how we closed last segment. Further comments? Well, just I was going to equate this back to the study when uh, Jim Woolsey was the uh, director of Central Intelligence and he asked internally for a study to be done. Uh, I was trying to pull it up quickly. Uh, I've got it quite here. Um, a guy from NRO, the historian from NRO, Gerald Haynes, is the one who did the study and reported back. His, oh, by the way, comment was uh, equating UFOs to the JFK assassination, and it was just, <laughs> no matter what we say, you know, this is never going to go away. <laughs> So when we're looking for supposedly positive information about UFOs in any of these statements and or documents, maybe the statement wasn't meant to be positive. I don't think so. Uh, I I think he was just inside the community that would be taken of uh, this is another pain in the ass, if you will. That's the way I take it from what you say. uh, You know, it's interesting because I do know that uh, the intelligence community in general had put in a filter system so that reports on UFOs could not come in, which I think is short-sighted. But if you remember, just I think it was last year, maybe the year before, uh, MOD shut down uh, their office that was at least keeping track of things. And their point was that, uh, you know, the FOIA and the requests are just not worth the effort. Because uh, they're a nuisance compared to the real-world problems that are, in fact, biting them. Well, yeah, that makes sense if it's been determined to be a non-threat. You know, uh, Martin uh, Gashviasomo, the uh, one of the last really surviving Hopi elders, uh, trotted out this incredible series of what looked like Mayan glyphs. It was this linear piece of paper that went out several feet, and at the last panel there's these objects hovering over masa who's got his club at in his hand ready to smack humanity upside the head and there's these like uh sombrero objects in the you know in the upper right hand portion of the glyph and and you know he looked at me and he said it you know these these are the watchers and i said what are you referring to and he said these these objects up here uh they're watching and I, I asked him, well, you know, do they have something, you know, invested in this whole process? Uh, you know, are they being proactive in any way? He says, no, they're just watching. So perhaps the government 
or private industry or whomever consultants uh, to the you know <laughs> determination of, of of threat status. Perhaps they've come up with a determination that hey they're hanging around they're checking us out. There's nothing we can do, so let's just ignore them. Let's you know kind of publicly you know well, just. Let's remember first of all the government is not a monolith. It, it is made up of millions of people with differing kinds of experience and interest. We estimate, you know, that what, about 7% of the adult population believe they've seen a UFO. That number is true for the military and for the rest of the government as well. So you have individuals who have had personal experience and talked to the reality. That, however, does not necessarily translate into, and therefore, we'll have a program to study it. Right. Actionable intelligence being acted upon. Well, I mean, and we are talking about things that are terribly complex. You know, what we talked about earlier on, you know, the cost of and the complexity of research of these terribly, you know, innocuous programs or observations that we're seeing. And then you go, okay. What percentage of your resources are you willing to commit right. to solve the insoluble? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> Determine it's not a national security threat and, uh, you know, let's go on with our, our list of uh, priorities. Here's a question from Constance, who's uh, a newcomer to forum.theparacast.com. But boy, I'll tell you, this lady's on the ball. She asks great questions. And her question is, with respect, were you able to make that claim that government military has little to do with keeping UFO secrets, unquote, because for decades now, UFO information and research has gone underground, out of the hands of elected government officials, into black projects controlled by the private interests that constitute the military-industrial complex. Do you think all this information has become privatized out of the reach of FOIA, and and uh, we've been you know, we go ahead and delegate out some of this uh, to private industry? Oh, there's probably some minor stuff going on, but again, what I get into is, okay, let's talk about serious research and what it would cost, which would be huge. And then you have to do it. If, what people don't understand, I've done a whole chapter in my book on how the government works. And even the people don't agree with me, point to that as a uh, great explanation. Government funding is a zero-sum game, and so there's not an infinite pot of money. So what you do is what we call rack and stack. Uh, You take all of your priorities and requirements and then take resources and apply them against them. So you have to get past the so what question. There's Many, many things every agency has to do. Then there's a series of things they'd like to do. And then there's a series of things like, well, if I had the resources, I'd get around to it. So when you get to DOD, their responsibility is defense against threats. And so it's the same with space agencies. And, you know, NASA is overtly hostile uh, to the UFO topic. But you go in and you, and you say, okay, I've got X amount of dollars. 
what am I going to apply them towards? Now, can you screw around at low levels, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars? Yeah, probably. If you get up too high, then somebody starts saying, wait a minute, if you got enough money, and this is what happened when I went to SDI, by the way, asking for funds. And the guy just said, hey, they're at $5 billion at the time. He said, they're after my money. If I get caught, that was his word, if I get caught studying this, you know, I, I will get skewered, not just for that money, but for other money. The assumption will be you don't know how to manage. Right. They'll also have a segment on Fox News where they'll say, look how your tax dollars are at work. They're going after UFOs. How can you let the government do this? This is total oh, nonsense. Uh, it's uh, it's a linger all over again. Let's yeah, do our break uh, here. Let me we'll... use a great example because this happened with the ESP study. Yeah, let's talk um, about that in our next segment. We'll talk about the ESP study, Dr. Alexander, in our next segment. So we have a fabulous show this week. Incredible range of subjects and more to come. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. GCN, proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Find out how to stop Big Brother and his tracks at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com what good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. 
Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document? Worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average over 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? So if the government is caught doing something really weird about investigations, studying UFOs, doing ESP research, Dr. Alexander... That causes a big mess, doesn't it? Well, remember the remote viewing program, which became sure. public in 95. Well, in, 19, in 1980, December 1980, I published an article in Military Review called The New Mental Battlefield. Didn't cause a big hiccup until a few months later, there was an article by Jack Anderson, who was then, you know, one of the leading guys, a Fox News type guy, but, you know, decades ago. They came out with, ain't it awful, look what the government's doing, you know, they spent $20 million on remote viewing. Now, the number was totally made up, neither here nor there, but the point was that their approach was, look at how your government's wasting money. Interestingly, the public response was overwhelmingly positive, you know, in in our favor, like, I'm glad somebody's doing it, and people were aware that the Soviets were very active uh, in the area. But the point was that, you know, it was, as you just said, ain't it awful, look what the terrible government, how they're wasting your money. No. And what usually the problem these days with the government, though, is they don't have enough money to do the things they have to do. Correct. Yeah, yeah, like I say, it, it is a compared to what four trillion. I think we've now spent. Gee, what the you know global war on terror? I can tell you, like, we'll get into the exact thing. But the organization that I work with has been hit 
heavily uh, having their funding cut um, because you got to pay for real-world uh, operations and things. It, uh, I can tell you the internal funding battles right now are absolutely brutal. Well, they think it's making the government more efficient, but the problem is here if you starve the beast, you know, their priorities get screwed up and everything is done wrong. Yeah. They've got well, too much in their place. Research is normally one of the first things that gets cut. Research and training are the, are the become what we call the bill payers when you, quote, look for money. You're not looking for money. Money, the money is there. It's, uh, you know, where, where are you going to reappropriate uh, funding? Yeah, well, there's no solution to that until you rethink how you fund the government and how you make things happen. <laughs> but what about things like black budgets, though, where tons of money are being funneled into secret projects into private industry? Is that being starved too, or what? Oh yes, I mean, you know, there's a it's it does get oversight. It is not to the same degree as uh, what we call the white world funding. But one of the things that I find disconcerting, totally different topic, but uh, if you notice, uh, President Obama has just come out and said we're going to send a few more troops uh, to advise and really direct airstrikes in Iraq, potentially Syria, and things like that. Let me just say Um, briefly, they say... Of course, we're not going to have troops on the ground. But what are they doing, floating in air? No, no. They, he has <laughs> announced today that they are sending more. Uh, right. It sounds we, like Vietnam uh, Redux revisited. Hundreds, we're talking hundreds, not thousands or tens of thousands. But my point was going to be that uh, in Afghanistan today, and was true in Iraq, the ratio of active duty forces to contractors doing these things was more than one-to-one in favor of contractors. So what we've started doing is just contracting warfare, which I think is a very dangerous. uh, And the problem is that it does not get the same uh, media attention. I mean, the casual, I mean, they've had lots of casualties that have occurred in contractors that just never get reported. Right. Well, you know, we were talking before, and I, I'd like to revisit the conversation about some of the very groundbreaking attempts at um, at training, research, and um, developing techniques uh, in terms of psychic warfare. And you know, I, we asked you this last time you were on the show, but but this is another question that's uh, up at forum.theparacast.com, and it has to do with the uh, the John Ronson uh, nonfiction book, uh, "The Men Who Stare at Goats," and 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 in some uh, hints, go hints, all day. <laughs> you know, I really enjoyed uh, the film. I, I took it as a a. a you know, actually a, a totally fictionalized uh, account of those very heady years, I, I must say, uh, within the, uh, you know, the more um, exotic uh, realms of um, psychic research within the military. But, you, you know, I've, I've heard it said that, that you, your 
you, John Alexander, were loosely fictionalized uh, with the character of Kevin Spacey, who was no. dosed with LSD. Well, uh, it was George Clooney. Point. Clooney was a composite character. Uh, Jeff okay, Rizzo so so you, one, they composited you as George Clooney. I love Kevin. that. Oh, that's huh? excellent. <laughs> the, that's a badge of honor. Yeah, I mean, come on, have George Clooney play you in a movie, even if it's fictionalized. I think that's quite a, a testament to uh, how courageous you were back in the uh, early to mid-70s to become involved in such, as you put it, uh, non-career-enhancing roles um, and interests, uh, professed interests within the military. Well, so what happened to Project Aquarius? What happened to these efforts uh, with uh, General Stubblebine and... Uh, was it the Earth Battalion Corps? What was the name of the uh, the group? First Earth Battalion. The Earth First Battalion. Yeah, was well, that this... was never a military, you know, organization. Um, that that was literally owned by Jim Channon. Was a notional unit uh, and things that uh, we worked with. Aquarius, I. Don't know the remote viewing program. Stargate became known eventually. Uh, Stubblebine was basically forced to uh, retire. Um, but the problem with Ronson's book, and again, if you go to my website, uh, I have a pretty good explanation of what's real and what's not real. Right, a very good explanation. Ronson's book was about five percent real. Um. 95% fiction, and then they made the movie, so. <laughs> it sounds like great disinformation. Uh, that's about the uh, appropriate. He didn't closer. care. <laughs> he absolutely didn't care. There was a guy by the name of John Sargent in all of this uh, who got screwed uh, in the movie because he was the guy who actually found all of us, and I did interview with him. Um. Goats did die and had nothing to do with being stared at. There's there's nothing that supports any of that story. And, and so Stubblebine didn't try to run through a wall in his office and then lent, end uh, up on the floor wondering what happened? Uh, uh, well, I'll give you the... Again, I've, I've explained this uh, in some detail online, but um, <laughs> Stubblebine was hyper-allergic to bee stings. Uh, and, um, so, you know, there are people who two or three things would go in anaphylactic shock. He was one of those kind of tough in the military. Uh, I was actually evacuated in Vietnam because of attack by BCBs, but, uh, <laughs> long story, but Bert <laughs> was going out to, uh, the, um, uh, Walter Reed Hospital and getting shots on a continuous basis to build up his immunity to bee stings. And what they, uh, what he would do is mentally say, hey, uh, my skin is, you know, the atoms are mostly space, the needle is mostly space, so therefore they ought to be able to pass through each other without causing pain. You know what, if that works in the real world around here where we do have bees, I'll do it. Dr. John Alexander is with us with Gene and Chris. One more segment to come. You're in the Paracast. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. Jeez. 
ACN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Next to water and food, you need a safe, storable fuel supply for your preparedness needs. Spare fuel is the answer. Spare fuel can be used in any gas-powered vehicle or generator. Spare fuel is perfect for any unforeseen out-of-gas emergencies. Unlike gasoline, spare fuel is safe to store with your other supplies, and it can be stored for many years. Go to GetSpareFuel.com for special pricing. That's GetSpareFuel.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the total transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. That's 1-888-912-1595. one 888 9121595 If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, proflowers.com is the key. Proflowers has stunning bouquets like the best-selling 100 blooms for 19.99. Plus, Proflowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the fields is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from Pro Flowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers, picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to proflowers.com, click the blue microphone in the top right corner, and enter code PLOW. 
That's proflowers.com. Click the mic and enter code PLOW. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Dr. John Alexander, is this mind over matter? Then, so I can I will myself not to feel cold. You can do that. Thank you. Yeah, well, that's actually an easy one. Geez, there, there's. Well, I'm, months. I'm actually. Sure. I have met a uh, guy here who does a show. He's known as Zamora, the the torture king. And they're saying you may have seen uh, on television. There's several people who do it, but they take a needle and push it through their arm. Um, that is not a trick. Now, knowing where to put the needle and ignoring the pain, and one of the things that uh, Zamora had told me is he was actually studied at, the, I believe, UCLA, and the question was, does he feel pain? And the answer was, yes, he felt the pain, but he processed it differently from the way most of us do. Yeah, that's that's a handy uh, talent to have. Well, we're going to have to have you back, obviously, John, for, for another show, because I really wanted to get into, you know, a blow-by-blow journal of your trips around the world, looking into shamanic systems. I think this is uh, an incredibly... Uh, potential for uh, incredibly potentially, uh, you know, important bridge, as I said at the beginning of the show, between primitive systems and high technology. And the way some of these primitive systems have evolved in terms of a shaman being a a conduit between uh, the spirit world and, uh, you know, the world that we all inhabit every day, I really want to get into this uh, uh, later on when we have you back, but what have you gained from all these journeys that you've made around the world to Mongolia, down to Peru, Brazil, uh, to Antarctica, of all places, uh, swimming with humpback whales just uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and looking into various shamanic systems and practitioners of this belief system. How do you see your research in this realm going forward, and what have you learned so far? Well, there's, I guess, two areas. One is that uh, our model of the world, the traditional reductionist model of Western physics is, if not wrong, it's severely limited by uh, you know alternate realities and the things we've seen. The other is that we're dealing with very, very complex questions, and that we need to put best and brightest minds, and they need to be able to do that without risking their reputations and careers. And many people put their career on the line to explore these things, and that shouldn't be necessary. Any questions left, Chris? Okay, we have another question here from our listeners at forum.theparacast.com. This one comes from Wade Ridsdale, who's a longtime poster um, on the forums. And again, folks, if you want to ask questions of our very, you know, I mean, John, thank you so much for being here. Uh, You're, you know, one of my top guests uh, to have on the show. And if our forum posters would like to ask questions, please post them at the forum thread 
at forum.theparacast.com. And Wade has a question for you here, and he's wondering if there's any particular events that you personally witnessed that you feel would validate your thinking that the UFO enigma is more than just a matter of extraterrestrial visitation. And I would add, have you seen anything, you know, your journeys around the world visiting shamanic systems, have you seen anything that just defied your uh, level of belief? A level of belief? (laughs) Well, uh, have you seen anything that you just, uh, it just did not make sense from your rational worldview? Well, many, many things. Um, but the one area that I'll give as examples was last year traveling in West Africa. Um, we were in Togo and Benin and had voodoo ceremonies. And I have videotape. I've got a few pictures, again, on my website, but I've got video that I have and, and won't post yet. But I'm doing things with fire. Uh, standing in it, sitting in it, eating it, um, that just cannot be done. And I have taken it to, I have friends here who are magicians, and guys like Jeff McBride, who's the magician's magician. He's a guy who trains many of them to look at it and just say, A, it's real, B, you can't do that. There there are no tricks to uh, doing that. How about uh, UFO experiences? Have you ever seen any unidentified aerial phenomena that you could not uh, identify? As I find out in the book, uh, my personal experience, uh, observation, is very, very small. It was up with James Gilliland at his place in uh, Washington. Ouch. Saw somebody didn't stop. I mean, having said that, uh, my brothers, uh, my son has uh, seen UFOs, and one of my points there is, if, if I can't trust family, who can you trust? Right, and I would agree with that. Well, you know, one thing that I want to stress to our, you know, vast listening audience around the world is your book, UFOs, Myths, Conspiracies, and Realities, is required reading if you want an insider perspective into what really is going on. And I really think, John, that um, we need more people like you to come forward and be willing to do shows like this and discuss these very contentious subjects as they exist within, you know, the the monolithic government and uh, military industrial complex uh, structure. I, I think you're you're very courageous to come out and discuss these topics, and uh, I, I really would urge. <laughs> everyone out there to get your book and get an insider's perspective on this. I don't agree with everything that you've come up with in terms of your conclusions. Um, it's hard to argue with, uh, obviously, with your experience. But, you know, if you had one thing to say to our vast audience out there in terms of, of where your, how would I put this, where to best spend your efforts in terms of becoming up to speed and becoming uh, proficient in this very, very complex topic. What would you tell people? Uh, What books should they read? Uh, What avenues of investigation and research should they uh, contemplate? Well, which topic are we talking about? Well, we're talking about UFOs, myths, conspiracies, and realities, your book. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Well, Leslie 
did a pretty good book about the same time. Uh, we talk about many of the uh, same cases and where pilots and generals came forward. That, uh, uh, that compendium. Uh, That's Leslie course, Kane's book, folks. Go ahead. Jacques Vallée is uh, a personal friend and did the uh, forward uh, to my book. Uh, I put out Tom Clancy. I had asked him for a blurb and instead wrote uh, more than I expected about the book. And because of who he was, we couldn't not use it. Um, yeah, it's uh, kind of a caveat uh, emptor. Um, <laughs> you think? <laughs> okay, well, in terms of shamanic studies and looking at the the obvious bridge, to some of us it's obvious, but there's a bridge between primitive systems that have evolved over thousands of years and modern technology and the disconnect that we have that connects us back to our past. What would be the best avenue? uh, My wife's uh, ayahuasca devotee. We have been at the shamanic conferences. Um, You haven't got time for this, but what if plants have consciousness? Okay, tell our listeners, Dr. Alexander, where we can get more of the information that you have to offer. Well, here's my website, which uh, the easiest thing is, is just to Google my name. If you just do John Alexander, I'll pop up at the uh, top of Google and go to my website, and you'll find tons of information. You click on many things. There are publications you can just download. You see the connections to various places. Let me remind you that you get the free copy of Secrets of the Mysterious Valley by Chris O'Brien going to thepowercast.com, thepowercast.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Chris's site is ourstrangeplanet.com, ourstrangeplanet.com, where he has books and e-books available. He autographs his books, too. Go to thepowercast.com to check out every single episode of the show from day one back in February of 2006. This has been just another great show. Dr. Alexander, thanks for joining us in the PowerCast. Thank you much. The PowerCast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in... The Paracast.